Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin Assalatu wassalam ala rasulihil kirim Nabiina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah we continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadil Shaykh Al-Alama, Al-Imam, Al-Imam bin Baz, Rahimahullahu Ta'ala. That book which is entitled, Durus Al-Muhimmah, Li'amit Al-Ummah. We have come to the next section, which is dealing with shirk. And it is of tremendous importance that we have a serious concern for this subject matter because any type of neglect as relates to the subject matter could result in ultimate destruction, ruin and loss. The Imam Rahmatullah he goes on and he mentions, he says, وَأَقْسَامُ الشِّرْكِ ثَلَاثَةً and the kata or the Naam, the categories of shirk, then they are three. The categories of shirk, then they are three. He says, shirk akbar, major shirk. Wa shirk asghar, and minor shirk. I want to just make a brief note, as the ulama they mention, and that is that as relates to the categories of shirk from this standpoint, and bithnilahi ta'ala very shortly, it'll be clearer what is intended by this standpoint, is that the labeling of shirk al-asghar as being asghar, it doesn't mean that it's something that is small, light, and insignificant, to say major and minor. So when we say minor shirk here, it doesn't mean, nor does it allude to it being minor in any which way, shape, and form. It's only called minor shirk in relation to major shirk. Ma'am, it's only called minor shirk in relation to major shirk. But the reality of it is, is that minor shirk is the worst or from the worst sins. The only sin that trumps it, of course, is what? Major shirk. Naam. So when we look at it from this standpoint and we realize that minor shirk is actually more dangerous, more deadly, more destructive, is worse more of a heinous sin, act, and crime than the crime of murder, than the crime of fornication, so on and so forth. Minor shirk is worse than murder, worse than fornication. So when we look at it from that standpoint, then we realize that minor shirk is not minor in any way, shape, or form. It's only called that as relation to major shirk, because that's how major, major shirk is, as we will come to see. Bidnilahi ta'ana. طيب. The Sheikh 
Rahimullah Ta'ala, he goes on and he says, What shirkun khafiyun? And the hidden shirk. The hidden shirk. Naam. For shirk al akbar, he goes on to mention some things about shirk al akbar, the major shirk. He says, For shirk al akbar, yujibu hubut al amal wal khuluda fin nar. لمن مات عليه. He says is that shirk al-akbar, major shirk, then it necessitates that all of the deeds are rendered null and void. All of the deeds are lost. They're, they're invalid. All of the deeds. نعم. And it also requires that the one who dies upon it, that they remain in hell forever. They never get out, ever. كما قال تعالى as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, كَمَا قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى As Allah ta'ala, He says, وَلَوْ أَشْرَكُوا لَحَبِطَ عَنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And if they were to make shirk, meaning shirk al-akbar, and if they make shirk, then that which they used to do shall be rendered null and void. Then that which they used to do shall be rendered null and void. It, won't, it will not count. وَقَالَ سُبْحَانَ and in that ayah before going on can be found in Surah Al-An'am and is verse 88. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَمَا كَانَ لِلْمُشْرِكِينَ أَنْ يَعْمُرُوا مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ شَاهِدِينَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ بِالْكُفْرِ And it is not befitting for the polytheists and it is not for the polytheists that they should maintain uh, the houses of Allah, that they shall maintain the the masajid of Allah. Those polytheists who they testify against themselves, they bear witness against themselves as relates to their kufr. They testify against themselves and bear witness against themselves that they are kufar. Naam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say, أُولَٰئِكَ حَبِطَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ فِي النَّارِ هُمْ خَالِدُونَ That these individuals... Their deeds are null and void. Their deeds do not count. They will not be accepted. Meaning the righteousness that they may do is not accepted. And in the fire they shall abide forever. Naam. And in the fire they shall abide forever. So when we go back a little bit and we look at the statement of Imam bin Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions what? He says, or he said, فَالشِّرْكُ الْأَكْبَرُ يُوْجِبُ حُبُوطَ amal." That shirk al-akbar, that it necessitates that actions are lost, as we see in both of the ayat. Naam. And also, that the one who dies upon it, then they will stay in the hellfire forever. And we see that in the second ayah. Naam. وَفِنَّارِ هُمْ خَالِدُونَ And inside of the fire, that they shall abide therein forever. And that ayah, it can be found in Surah At-Tawbah, and is verse 17. وَأَنَّ مَنْ مَاتَ عَلَيْهِ فَلَنْ يَغْفِرَ لَهِ And whoever dies upon shirk al-akbar, then they will not be forgiven. Naam. So, بِنِّ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى For those who are present and those who بِنِّ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى may listen in the future, at this point I want you to grab a pen and a paper or some instrument of writing down because I want you to capture the following points as it relates to shirk al-akbar. Naam. I want you to capture the following points. 
the major shirk. The major shirk. One, they make all of the actions, all of the deeds, null and void. That's for what? Major shirk. All of the deeds are null and void. Secondly, with major shirk, the person who dies upon it, they will stay in hell forever. They'll never get out. Naam, they will stay there forever. So the second point of major shirk is that a person who dies upon it, they will stay in hell forever. Thirdly, thirdly, is that the one who dies upon major shirk, they will not be forgiven. The one who dies upon major shirk, they will not be forgiven. Fourthly, the one who dies upon major shirk, Jannah is haram. Jannah is haram for that person. Naam. As relates to number or point three and four, the proof for it, كما قال الله سبحانه وتعالى إن الله لا يغفر أن يشرك به ويغفر ما دون ذلك لمن يشاء سورة النساء verse 48 Allah Azza wa says what means and verily Allah does not forgive that partners are associated with him but he forgives for other than that to whom he pleases yani he forgives from other sins less than shirk to whom he pleases Naam. so this this here is a dalil a proof and evidence that what that major shirk is not forgiven that major shirk is not forgiven if a person dies upon it, they will not be forgiven. Naam. وَقَالَ سُبْحَانُهُ وَتَعَالَى And Allah Ta'ala, He says, and this is the dalil, that whoever dies upon major shirk, Jannah is haram for that person. No Jannah for them. Why? It's haram. Naam. And if the Jannah is haram, well, in the Akhirah, there's only two options. Either the Jannah or the fire. Naam. So if there's no Jannah for them, because Jannah is haram, then the fire is theirs forever. And the, and the proof is, Allah Ta'ala's statement, إِنَّهُ مَا يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنصَارِ And this can be found in Surah uh, Al-Ma'idah, in his verse 72. Allah Ta'ala, he says what translated means, and verily, the one who associates partners with Allah in worship, that verily, the one who associates partners with Allah, then most definitely, undoubtedly, indeed, Allah will make haram for that person, Jannah. Jannah will be forbidden for that person. And their abode will be the hellfire. And you will not find for the criminals any helper. You will not find for the criminals any helper. Naam. ومن أنواعه and from that which is and constitutes shirk from its types dua al-amwat is to pray or to make dua to the dead والأصنام and to make dua supplications to the idols and statues وإستغاثة بهم and 
to seek help in times of peril with those who are dead and with statues and the like and to take oaths and swear in their names and to slaughter for them and in their names and that which is similar to it and the like Naam. Uh, the Fadil to Shaykh, Sheikh Abdul, uh, Sheikh Abdul Razak, bin Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, Al Abad al Badr, Hidhumullahu Ta'ala, he mentions, he says, Arafna in the Tawheed, Yanqasimu illa, Aksamin Thalatha. He says, and we know that Tawheed breaks down into three categories. At Tawheed, it breaks down into three categories. Dalla Aliha, Kitabullah, was Sunnah to Nabihi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this is pointed out by the Book of Allah. The proof of this is, is found and pointed to by the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَعَرَفْنَا أَيْضًا أَنَّ لِكُلِّ قِسْمٍ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأَقْسَابِ ضِدٍ and we, and we also know that for every one of these categories, then they have an opposite. Now, for every one of these categories, then they have an opposite. فَإِذَا كَانَتْ تَوْحِيدَ لَاثَةَ أَقْسَامِ So if Tawheed is three categories, فَإِنَّ الشِّرْكَ بِاعْتِبَارَ تَقْسِيمَ التَّوْحِيدَ يَنْقَسِمُ إِلَى ثَلَاثَةِ الْأَقْسَامِ so if Tawheed is three categories, and each one of these categories has an opposite, and the opposite of Tawheed is Shirk, then from this standpoint, then just like a Tawheed breaks into three, then Shirk will break into three. Naam? Now remember, where the Sheikh, he's looking at it from the standpoint or the breakdown as relates to the categories of Shirk now, then it it is as relates to the opposite of the categories of it tawheed naam so when you look at it from this standpoint then you will say shirk breaks down into three categories naam but as opposed to saying shirk al-akbar wa shirk al-asghar wa shirk al-khafi then you will say then it will be shirk fi al-rububiyya wa shirk fi al-uluhiyya wa shirk fi al-asma'i wa sifat then it will be shirk in rububiyya naam shirk in rububiyya shirk in al-uluhiyya or ibada shirk as relates to the worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to associate partners with allah in worship and shirk as relates to the names and the attributes that a person may associate partners with allah as relates to his names and and his attributes naam so from this standpoint tawheed will be three but from what as the opposite of the categories of uh, excuse me. So from this standpoint, shirk, it will be three categories from the standpoint of the opposite categories of the categories of at-tawheed. Naam? Does that make sense? That makes sense? Layin. So a person may ask now, okay, if tawheed breaks down into three categories, then where and uh, excuse me, if Tawheed breaks down into three categories, and for each of these categories there is an opposite, so thus there are three categories of Shirk, which are the opposites to the three categories of Tawheed. If this is the case, then where do we get the breakdown of Shirk being three categories, but as opposed to being the opposites of the categories of Tawheed, they are major Shirk 
minor shirk and hidden shirk. How do we make reconciliation between the two? Now, if you remember, if you remember, we went over something similar to this as relates to how the categories of it tawheed are looked at. Because remember, they were from the ulama, those who said that there are two categories of it tawheed. Now, and then you had others from the ulama that said there are three categories of it tawheed. And we saw then that what? They all were saying the same thing. They were just explaining it from different angles. Naam. So a person who's intelligent, they will reach the conclusion and say, okay, well here as it relates to the categories of shirk, Naam, then everyone must be saying the same thing, but they're looking at it from different angles. They're looking at it from different angles, but the meaning is all the same. And everything that is mentioned here is also mentioned there, right? The concepts that are here are also there, so on and so forth. That makes sense? That makes sense? Right. The Shaykh, he explains, he says, وَهُنَا يَذْكُرُ الشَّيْخِ رَحِمُهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى تَقْسِيمًا آخَرُ لِلشِّرْكِ بِاعْتِبَارِ حَجْمِهِ آه. So here we have another breakdown as relates to the breakdown of shirk but this is as relates to the size of it Naam, this is as relates to the size and the magnitude of a shirk right that makes sense this is as relates to the size and the magnitude of shirk right so as relates to the size of it then we have a shirk that is big Naam or major. So we have major shirk. Right. And then we have a shirk, uh, yani a shirk that is minor in comparison to that major shirk. So therefore, from when you look at it from the standpoint of the size and magnitude of the shirk, then you have akbar, asghar, wa khafi. You will have major, minor, and hidden. And there will come more explanation and detailed discussion on this. There will come more explanation because the, yani, the question becomes Is shirk khafi? Is it its own separate category? Or is it a description of shirk in both categories? So is it its own category? Or is it a description of shirk that is that could be connected to both to, to the other uh, two categories? Naam. And it will also come an explanation explaining why this particular category Naam, has been named with this name a shirk al-khafi. Hidden shirk. Naam. But inshallah ta'ala, that will come bithilahi ta'ala in later lessons. Wa shirk al akbar wal asgar yakhtalifan. And shirk al akbar, major shirk, and minor shirk, they are different. <clears throat> they have, they have uh, differences between them, things that make them distinct from each other. Min haythul had. As relates to their definition, right? Uh, and as relates to their ruling. 
So as relates to what is the yani, uh, uh, the definition and what is the essence of what is each, then they, 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 uh, they differ. And as relates to what is the ruling on each, they differ. Naam, they differ. The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, وَأَمَّا الشِّرْكِ الْأَكْبَرِ As relates to shirk al-akbar, and I want you to really understand these concepts, bithnilahi ta'ala. I want you to understand these concepts. I just don't want you to walk away with the jargon, and then that's it. But I want you to really understand the concepts in which these, yani, what's the jargon? It is uh, illustrating and making it clear, bithnilahi ta'ala, for the student. And one of those concepts, or yani, from those concepts that I really need you to understand and everyone to understand, is that as relates to ma major shirk, then it is فَهُوَ تَسْوِيَةُ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ It is to make something equal to Allah, to make something which is other than Allah equal to Allah in His rights. Now, in those things that are particular, and that are specific unto him, those things that are from his rights, to make someone have an equal share in that, or to make someone equal as relates to that, or something equal as relates to that, this is from yani, uh, yeah, the concepts connected to or related to major shirk. Naam. فَمَنْ سَوَّى غَيْرَ اللَّهِ بِاللَّهِ فِي الشَّيْءٍ مِنْ حُقُوقِ اللَّهِ فَقَدْ اتَّخْذَهُ شَرِيكًا وَنِدًّا مَعَ اللَّهِ So whoever they make other than Allah equal to Allah and something from His rights and one of or more of His rights then verily they have taken that thing as an associate with Allah. They have taken that thing as a rival along with Allah. Naam, they have taken that thing as an associate with Allah and as a rival with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَشِرْكْ هُوَ جَعْلْ أَنْدَادْ مَعَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ So shirk, it is to set up rivals with Allah عز وجل. It is to set up rivals with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ عَلَى كُلِّ حَالٍ The Shaykh he mentions, he says, فَلِهَذَا ذَكَرَ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ أَنَّهُمْ إِذَا دَخْلُ النَّارِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَ يَقُولُونَ He says, and for this reason, and this is the, the, the fact, or this is the reason why Allah mentioned that when the kuffar, when they will be entering into the fire on the day of judgment, when they will be entering into the fire uh, on the day of judgment, they will be saying, تَاللَّهِ in kunna lafi dhalalim mubin, they will say, "By Allah, swear by Allah, we were in clear and manifest error. We were clearly and manifestly astray. If nusawikum birabbil alamin, when you all, when we all made others equal with the Lord of all that exists." When we made others equal with the Lord of all that exists. Naam. So these were individuals who they made what? They made shirk al-akbar. They made major shirk because they, they made other things equal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These ayat can be found in Surah Al-Shu'ara. <clears throat> and it's uh, verse uh, 97 and 98.
verse 97 and 98. For this is shirk. To make other than Allah equal with Allah. This is shirk. This is shirk. That you make other with Allah equal to Allah. Those things that are to be given solely to Allah, you give them to others along with or instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another example of this clearly illustrated inside the Quran, it comes in Surah Al-Baqarah, and it's verse 165. Allah Ta'ala, He says, And from human beings, there are those who they have taken others as rivals along with Allah. They have taken others and made them partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They love them like they love Allah, you see? That love that is specific, that is yani, from ibadah, that is to be given to Allah, they give that to other than Allah. So they love these things like they love Allah. So they have made these things equal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the love in which that they give unto them and their devotion to them. Naam, so shirk. So what is the essence and what is the nature of shirk? Then it is to make things equal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as these ones they have done. A musawiyan lihubbillah. That they have made these things equal and they love them like they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. Wa shirk huwa tandeed. Ittikhadu andada wa shuruka'i ma'allah. So shirk it is who's the setting up of rivals. It is the setting up of rivals and co-equals. It is to make rivals and associates and partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is shirk. Naam, this is shirk. وَقَالَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا And do not set up rivals with Allah. Do not set up rivals with Allah. أَيْ شُرَكَاءَ مَعَ Allah. Do not make partners with Allah. تَصْرِيفُ لَهُمْ مِنَ الْعِبَادَةِ وَحِقُوقِ مَا لَيْسَ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ تَبَارُكُ وَتَعَالَى Do not give them worship. Do not set up rivals with Allah, thus giving them worship and giving them rights that only belong to Allah تَبَارُكُ وَتَعَالَى Naam. So, from the nature of shirk is that what? Is that individuals, they set up rivals with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They set up rivals and partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. وَهُوَ أَيْضًا عَدْلُ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ And also, it is to make others equal with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's to set up rivals with Allah and also it's to make others as co-equals with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A taswiyatu ghayri bihi is that you make others as a co-equal with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa ja'alahu idlan lillah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A musawiyan mumathilan is that you make others equal to Allah and you make them like Allah. Naam, so not only do they consider these things to be co-equal to Allah, but they also give these things characteristics and attributes that are, that solely belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they make these things co-equal. Naam, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah ta'ala, He says inside of His noble book, uh, as it relates to the kuffar, كَمَا قَرَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى عَنِ الْكُفَّارِ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِرَبِّهِمْ يَعْدِلُونَ And then those who they disbelieve in their Lord, they set up rivals, they make co-equals to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this ayah, it can be found in Surah Al-An'am, in the first verse. 
They make others as co-equals with him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they make others as co-equals and rivals with Allah. And this is shirk al-akbar, which would remove a person from the religion. This is that shirk al-akbar, this is that major shirk that will remove a person from the religion. This is that major shirk that will make a Muslim a kafir. This is the major shirk that will make a Muslim a disbeliever. They will leave Islam. They will no longer be Muslim. So when we look at this, we realize that this is tremendous because as we know, the Jannah is for those who have submitted themselves unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Jannah is for those who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This thing here, the shirk al-akbar, it will negate a person's belief. It will nullify a person's belief. It will negate a person's Islam. Uh, the person, they will not be Muslim. They will not be Muslim with the shirk al-akbar. So now how 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 tremendous is that? How dangerous is that? That's that's extremely dangerous. And this is why these things are of extreme importance for us to learn and to know. And from the greatest tricks of the shaitan is that he comes and he tricks the Muslims into believing you don't have to worry about uh, shirk because there is no shirk uh, in the ummah of Muhammad. There is no shirk inside uh, the Muslim nation. So you don't got to worry about shirk. Talk about other stuff. Don't worry about explaining to the people what is shirk. No, talk about other stuff. But knowing what is shirk is of extreme importance because, uh, like it's oft mentioned, if you don't if you don't know what shirk is, how could you avoid it? If you don't know what the evil is, how could you avoid it? Naam. And then a famous poetry of the poet, Naam, which is oft mentioned when this topic arises and 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 is as such. عرفت الشر لا للشر لكن لتوقيهي لأن من لا يعلم الخير من الشر يقع فيه. I learn evil not just for the circuit, not just for the sake of learning evil, but rather so I could avoid it. Because the one who was not able to differentiate between good and evil, then he will fall into it. Huh? He'll fall into the evil. Because if you don't know what evil is, then how would you know to how could you know to avoid it? نعم. على كلن it is a must that we understand and that we know what this shirk is so that we may stay away from it. And never be deceived by those individuals who will try to convince us not to worry about these things, not to give concern to these things, not to worry about teaching our children the like of these things. You understand? Because uh, we don't have to worry about that. Now, we, especially here in this country, and especially for those Muslims who are... Lacking in good sense and judgment, ma'am, and that's being very nice <laughs> when I say that. That's being very nice. Those Muslims who are lacking in good sense and good judgment, who will hand over their babies to the kuffar for eight hours a day, give or take, for these kuffar to educate and to teach their babies. All of this kufr and shirk, then they are mad. They are insane. Naam, they are insane. Because the whole concept of Darwinism, 
Naam, the whole concept of Darwinism and the Big Bang, so on and so forth. Do you understand? This is shirk. This is shirk al-akbar. And this is what they're teaching to the children. Naam. Because these individuals, they don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They don't believe in a creator. So now, what is the theory that their crooked brains have come up with to try to justify, then where do all this stuff come from then? So they say, they take, they remove the creator from the equation. They say it was a big bang. And then, yeah, and he, things just randomly start happening. And then things start evolving. And then, and then, and, you see? This is shirk. Because as we know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who al khaliq, he is the creator. Allah Azza wa Jal, He is the sustainer. Allah Azza wa Jal, He is the arranger of the affairs. Allah arranges the affairs. You understand? Allah is the creator. Why does why does why 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 do these animals have horns and these ones don't have horns? Because Allah gave that one horns. He didn't give the other one horns. How come this animal got gills and the other one got lungs? Because Allah gave that animal gills and gave the other one lungs. How come this one walk on two feet and the other one walk on four feet and and, and then a one crawl on his belly? Because Allah created one to crawl on his belly, the other one to walk on two feet, and the other one to walk on four feet. It's very clear. These things survive in this environment and they have characteristics and qualities that allow it to survive and thrive in that environment because that's what Allah has given them to survive and thrive in that environment. It's very simple. It's very simple for the believer. But these ones that come and say, no, 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 evolution. They evolved to have these characteristics to survive in that. That don't even make sense. You understand? It doesn't make sense. And, and anyone don't believe that it don't make sense, then take a, yeah, don't do it. But <laughs> Alice and Billy Mithal, if a bunch of land animals all of a sudden now were to jump inside some water somewhere, you think they're going to you know, uh, develop gills and be able to evolve and then survive in that environment? No, they'd be dead before any of that nonsense can even, you know, uh, come about. That makes sense? This is just but an example. And then it don't even get into matter is not created nor destroyed. This is what they teach. E, e equals MC squared. Matter is not created nor destroyed. So on and so forth to the end of it. Allah Ta'ala creates. And Allah Ta'ala, He destroys. Everything will be destroyed. As Allah Ta'ala, He tells us in the Quran. As Allah Ta'ala, He tells us in the Quran. Everything will be destroyed except for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Everything will meet His end. Everything will perish at some point. You understand? Except for that which Allah Ta'ala, He has decreed otherwise for. Ala kulli hal, this concept, matter is not created nor destroyed. Yeah, subhanAllah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the creator. When he wants something to be, he, he but says to it, kun fayakun, be, and thus it is. So if our children are sent into this situation, and they believe this nonsense, nonsense being taught to them inside of their science class, then we have put our children into a situation where they are being taught shirk, rububiyya, they are being taught shirk, rububiyya, shirk in the rububiyya. Is any Muslim pleased with that? That their children are going to a place where their place teaches them shirk al-akbar? Teaches, teaching them that that will make the jannah haram for them? Teaching them that that will make them have to stay in hell forever? Teaching them that that will make them never be forgiven? Teaching them that that will destroy all of their deeds? 
Because a person will say, well, we send them there so they can get an education so they can have a decent quality of life and so on and so forth. So in other words, for their benefit. Okay, you want to send them there for a worldly benefit that results in their ultimate destruction and their ultimate loss and misery inside of the hereafter? That don't even make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. You see? So we have to be very conscious. We have to be very conscious. And the Muslims, we have to, we have to work harder. Enough with the excuses of what we don't have and why we don't have it. Enough with this nonsense. The resources are there. The problem is that they're being misappropriated. That's the problem. People's priorities are not, are not, are not uh, in order. People have bad spending habits. You understand? Every time they turn around and talk about, oh, we don't have a school because of X, Y, and Z. Do you see? So, so our children now, it's okay for them to, to be led to slaughter. It's okay for them to be destroyed. It's okay for their aqidah to be destroyed because we're more worried about our dollars and cents. We're more worried about our dollars and cents and the work and the effort it will take in, 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 to, 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 to establish schools. So our children being destroyed, you know, that's, 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 that's not the, eh, that's, that's, that's not so bad. Us being lazy is more important. Us being pathetic is more better. These things are not acceptable. They're not acceptable. And it's not the children's fault that we don't have schools. It's the parents' fault. It's the, it's the fault of the adults. It's the fault of the adults that have grown children. It's the fault of the adults that have children. It's the fault of the adults that don't have children. It's the fault of the adults. It's your fault. It's my fault. It's our fault. So we got to get it in order. Because our children are too precious. And us just leaving them like that. And letting them huh, be destroyed. Taking the, taking the easy way out. And making a million excuses. I don't want to hear about your excuses. I don't care about them. They're not important to me. The children are more important to me. Find a way to work through your excuses. And to, and, and, and to get around them. And to overcome them. And I know collectively we can do it. SubhanAllah we can do it. The question is do we want to do it. Because what I have learned in my years of, of, of living from, from life is that what? You don't have to encourage people to do what they want to do. So the problem is with you. How come you don't want to do it? What's wrong with you? Anyway, ala kulli hal. Sheikh Abdul Razak, he mentions, he says, وَالْوَاجِبْ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَخَافَ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ مِنَ الشِّرْكِ خَوْفًا عَظِيمًا أَشَدَّ مِنْ خَوْفِهِ مِنْ أَيِّ أَمْرٍ آخَرٍ he said it is incumbent upon the Muslim that they have a tremendous fear, that they fear for themselves shirk. The Muslim, he should be scared of shirk. He should be scared of shirk with a tremendous fear. He should be scared of shirk with a tremendous fear. And he should be more scared of shirk reaching him than he is from any other affair. You understand? He should be scared of shirk reaching him more than any other affair. You got people that... Allahu alam how many time how much time will go on and they don't even worry about shirk they don't even they're not even scared about shirk but they scared about being broke they scared about not having money they scared about not paying this bill they scared about not paying that bill but they ain't worrying about shirk they ain't even thinking about it let alone worrying about it being scared about it what's wrong with a person like this because listen if you don't pay your light bill what's the worst going to happen to you you're going to sit in the dark and have to and have to uh uh Use candle and, and whatever. Okay. Boo hoo. No problem. But if shirk reach you. 
if Shirk al-Akbar reach you and you die like that, subhanallah, you wish you were sitting in the dark somewhere under some candles. You understand? If you broke and ain't got no money, what's the worst going to happen? You just broke and ain't got no money, whatever. But if Shirk al-Akbar reaches you and you die like that, you're going to wish you was just broke and had no money. So the problem, the question I have, and I'm asking myself and everybody who my voice here reaches them, what is wrong with us that we don't understand these things right? What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us? What is wrong with our creed? What is wrong with our aqidah? That our worldview and our yani, outlook and our perspective is not affected by what is really real and that is preparing for the yani to meet Allah that is what's really real is our home in the hereafter that's what's real all the other stuff it don't it don't even matter if you was poor your whole time in the dunya but then you die and then you go to jannah now forever you in jannah you, the, the time you spent in the, in, in the dunya means what as relates to the poverty that that, that touched you nothing you understand? You live for 80 years, 65 years, 70 years, 90 years, 100 years maybe. Who who knows? But compare that now to forever. What's 100 years compared to forever? Nothing. So you struggle for 100 years. But now you got forever in Jannah. You understand? Now, let's say you live for 1,000 years. You understand? And you ain't going to live for 1,000 years. Allah them. But let's say you live for 1,000 years in a lap of luxury and everything and so on and so forth. You have all the world has to offer in the best of the world. But then you die and got to go to hellfire forever. What them 1,000 years mean for you? Nothing. They don't mean nothing. 1,000 compared to forever? They don't compare. So what's really important? What's really important? What's really important is your home in the hereafter. But you're not worrying about that because you're worrying about a home here. You know, you know how you know how ridiculous it is when you have Muslims that come and tell you, "I gotta get a mortgage." It's 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 it's, it's incumbent upon me to get a mortgage. So you're worrying about getting a mortgage and jeopardizing your home in the hereafter, so you can have some 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 flimsy looking home here from sheetrock and plywood in this dunya. What's wrong with people? You're going to subject yourself to having Allah and his messenger at war with you because you want a mortgage? So forget the mansions and the castles and all the yani, wonderful homes in the hereafter. You don't care about that. You're worrying about some, 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 some raggedy home in this, in this world? What's wrong with us? What do, we, what, do, what do we believe? What do we believe in, really? We have to question ourselves and be hard on ourselves and ask ourselves if Shirk al-Akbar is not your major concern, like you don't, you, you, you're not scared about that, something's wrong with you. You understand? Something's wrong with you. It's like if you're, if you're not scared of hypocrisy, if you're not scared of falling into hypocrisy, and that perhaps maybe you can be a hypocrite, something is wrong with you. Because you know the only people who are not scared of hypocrisy, do you know who they are? The hypocrites. The hypocrites, they are the only ones who are not scared, worried, or concerned about hypocrisy. They're not scared about it. They feel safe from it. But the believer, he's scared of it. He, he He's scared because he don't want it touching him. So he's scared. Oh, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. I don't know. So he's constantly checking himself. 
He's constantly making sure he's, 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 he's rectifying his intention. He's constantly making sure that he's doing, yeah, he thinks sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's fighting himself. She's fighting herself to make sure they're doing what they're doing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not because people looking at me here about it. They listening, whatever. No, no, forget that. Forget them. They do, he, they doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seeking the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seeking Allah's pleasure. Running away from that which angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Trying their best and their earnest not to, not, not to do things that will make Allah angry with them. This is the believer. Those who are scared of falling into hypocrisy, that's the true believer. So what, so, so what are we going to say now about a person not scared about falling into shirk? Allah musta'an. The shaykh he mentions, he says, he has to be more scared of shirk than any other affair. He has to be more scared that shirk reach him than any other thing that may possibly and potentially uh, reach him. The Shaykh says, أَنْ يَكُونَ هَذَا خَوْفٌ مُوْجِبًا الْحَيْطَةِ وَالْحَذَرِ مِنَ الْوَقُوعِ فِيهِ He said that this fear, it has to motivate this individual, be a motivating factor to make them have caution, to make them beware of falling into shirk. كَمَا هُوَ شَأْنُ uh, just like is the case of people that they scared of certain things when a person is scared of certain things they take caution they they are on their guard so as to not to fall into those things you understand what i'm saying they're on their guard as to not to fall into them things it's like if you were driving around uh if you're driving up a mountain huh if you were driving up a mountain and it was one of those mountain 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 uh uh roads that it that that it did not have a guardrail, no guardrail on that mountain. You understand what I'm saying? You will not drive on that road haphazardly. You will not drive on that road and be texting on your phone. You will not drive on that road and be distracted. But you will drive on that road with the utmost of caution. Why? Because you don't want to fall off the side. You don't want to drive off the side of the of the mountain. You don't want to drive off the side of the cliff. So you're going to drive up that road with the utmost caution. Because you're scared to fall to fall off the mountain, right? So, and such is the case when people are scared of certain things and they, they take caution from it. They take, yeah, they, they're, they're cautious. They take precaution for uh, from it because they don't want to fall into it. They don't want it to reach them. Now, so my question to you, and I want everybody to ask themselves, in this past week, really, what kind of caution have you taken to avoid uh, Shirk al-Akbar? What kind? Of steps have you taken not to fall into it? And for for those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed his grace upon you, his favor upon you, those whom Allah ta'ala has bestowed his favor upon you, uh, who have done this for themselves, then I ask you to ask yourself how much caution and fear have you had for your families from falling into shirk? How much have you tried to look out for them to help them not fall into it? These are just questions I want everyone to ask themselves. فَيَعْمَلْ بِسَبَبِ الْخَوْفِهِ مِنْهَا عَلَىٰ اتِّقَائِهَا He says, so therefore, the fear that they have for, it, it, yani for falling into shirk, it will push them into acting in such a way that they avoid those reasons. Uh, yani, uh, excuse me. It will push them in such a way that they would uh, take caution uh, from it and they will take a protection for themselves from shirk. Now, I'm falling into shirk. 
The Sheikh, he brings a tremendous example. A tremendous example. He says, Alasta tarafi ba'd al nas. He said, Have, he said, haven't you seen some of the people? Ennahu yatakhidu al nafsihi himyatan. Yantadimu fiha intidhaman daqiqan. Daqiqan. Naam. Liatu'ima. Al-adida. Mubaha. Laysat muharrama. He said, have you, he said, haven't you seen some of the people who they will take a strict regiment, a strict diet that they in, in grave detail, in extreme acute detail, they watch and they monitor a number of foods which are permissible and not haram. <laughs> These foods, they're not, they're not haram foods. They're foods that are okay. They're permissible for people to eat. But there's a, a certain yeah, particular foods a person, they stay away from them. You understand? They take this strict diet to stay away from them. Because they want to protect their body from fat. They want to protect themselves from getting fat. Or they want to protect themselves from certain ailments that are linked to perhaps overindulgence in the likes of these foods or, 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 or whatever the case may be. So they avoid these foods. They maintain a strict diet. They watch out for these foods. They get the box and they read it. They want to see what's in this thing. They get in, yani, and so on and so forth. And we know this is the case. People looking how much, how many grams of sugar, how much sodium, how much this, how much that, you know, oh, put that back, too much sugar, too much that. Subhanallah. Naam. Oh, they stay away from these foods because they're scared of, yani, thiqal. With kessel, they scared these fools will make them, yani, lackadaisical, uh, excuse me, uh, lethargic. They scared that these fools will make them lethargic or will make them lazy. Naam, so they avoid these foods and so on and so forth. Yantadimu fi hadhihi al-himya khawf al-aqiba. They, so, they maintain this strict diet because they're scared of the repercussions of not abiding by it. They're scared that, okay, if I eat too much of this, I might get this sickness, or if I eat too much of that, I might get fat, or if I eat too much of this, and you know, whatever. You understand? So they're scared of the ill repercussions that comes from overindulgence in the, in the likes of these particular foods in which they have stayed away from, and which go against their diet. So they stay away from them, and they have extreme caution as relates to these foods, which are permissible nonetheless. Now, Alaysa min al-jadir, أن تكون أعظم حمية نعنا في حياتنا الحمية من الشرك. The Sheikh he says, isn't it more appropriate that the greatest thing in which we have a caution for, the greatest thing in which we're going to take a diet from inside of our life, that it will it will be taking caution and getting away and having a diet, for lack of a better term, from shirk, huh? Shirk-free diet, shirk-free lifestyle. You understand? For lack of a better term, right? The greatest thing that we should have precaution from falling into, then it should be shirk. Now, this is not to undermine or say, don't worry about what you eat. Don't worry about, yani, you know, uh, 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 how much sodium is inside of food or sugar or whatever. No, no, no. Do that because it's good to be healthy. It's good to, yani, uh, eat what is correct and, you know, take care of your health. That's good. That's a good thing. I don't want anyone to think I'm undermining that and say, just go, you know, eat what you want, how you want, when you want, so on and so forth. Don't worry about it, you know. No, no. Eat healthy. Eat good, take care of yourself, exercise, so on and so forth. Now, do what you're supposed to be doing. But the point is, is that more important than that is that you stay away from shirk. 
More important than that is that you stay away from polytheism. More important from that is that you rear your children to have this fear from the shirk and that they stay away from it and they stay away from polytheism. Now, that's what is more important than any type of diet and so on and so forth because the, the ramifications of uh, eating too much sugar or eating too much salt is nothing compared to the ramifications of falling to shirk. Now, what happened to me? And so you have to take a precaution of falling into the shirk. What al asbab and that an individual he has to take a regiment that is extremely detailed extremely detailed plan of attack for lack of a better term right of which by Allah's permission will be a cause and a reason for that person to be safe from falling, that will cause the, the slave to be safe from falling into shirk, and that will be a protection and a barrier for that individual from falling into shirk. Yeah. ولا يحمي نفسه من الذنوب والخوف العاقبتها و و ومعرتها يوم يقف أمام الله عز وجل. He said so that a, he said so that a person will be more concerned or more a person will take a very detailed regimen and be of extreme concern as relates to certain good foods, certain foods that are good because they fear. The harm that may result from eating those foods or overindulgence in those foods. And they have more of a concern for these things than they have a concern for staying away from sin. And the evil repercussions and ramifications that come from sin. And the punishment and the pain that's going to come from sin. The day and when a person, they stand in front of their Lord. The day when a person stands in front of their Lord. So, it stay, so they stay away from these good, these good things, and then they indulge in all types of sin. You understand? That's like the kafir. That's like the kafir who be on a a, a healthy diet lifestyle. You understand? Uh, uh, and all this type of stuff, and then turn around and drink alcohol. They don't want to drink this juice because they got too much sugar in it, right? But then they drink alcohol. Subhanallah. You see how foolish that sounds? Cause that's how foolish it is. Even more so. ولا يحمي نفسه ولا يحمي نفسه من أعظم الذنوب الذي هو الشرك بالله. So they take caution from all these other things, but they don't take caution from the greatest of sins, from the worst of crimes, from the worst of transgressions, and that is to associate partners with Allah to make shirk with Allah سبحانه وتعالى. يا عباد, it is incumbent, it is a must that we take these matters and these affairs of extreme importance. Uh, from that which will help and aid and assist us in doing this uh, is, 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 is the likes of uh, these sittings uh, reading through the books of the ulama learning uh, for those of us who have the opportunity to go out and to seek knowledge and to learn from the ulama to read the books that have been translated now, because those books that have been translated they are a tremendous blessing but they also attest they're a tremendous blessing but they also attest You'll find that a lot, the, the great multitudes of books that have been translated with good translations, then this removes the excuse from a lot of people. You understand? So the fact that an individual remaining 
uh, you know, at this level of ignorance in this time where information is so widely available, you understand, is a, is a real tragedy. It just shows that we're really pathetic and pitiful, really, because the information is there. It's very easy to get. Subhanallah, with the technology, the East has been made close to the West, the North made close to the South, so on and so forth. You can listen live stream, you can listen in live time from to, to yani, from the yani, the durus from the Haram al Mecca, uh, from from Mecca, and also from Medina. You can hear the the ulama, the likes of Sheikh Muhammad bin Adam al Ethiopi, the likes of Sheikh al Abdul Muhsin al Abad, Abdul Muhsin al Abad. I'm the like you can hear it in live time, live as it's going on. You listening, and people not taking advantage. Yeah, Subhanallah. That within itself should be an extreme encouragement for us to learn Arabic. Because somebody say, "Well, I don't know Arabic, so I can't really listen. If I listen, it don't really benefit me." Then that should be a, a great motivating factor for you to learn Arabic. That should be a, that should be something that motivates you to learn and to take it serious and stop and stop with all these excuses. Twenty years in, thirty years in, been Muslim forty years, you still can't read the Quran. That's 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 not good. That's a shame. That's a shame. So let's change it. Let's change it. We still have time, Ithilahi Ta'ala. As long as we're alive, we have time, you know, to start to try to change and to yani, uh, turn things around, Ithilahi Ta'ala. So start. If death comes to you tomorrow, Alhamdulillah, bet you get rewarded for your intentions. Start, 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 start. Improve yourself. Get better. Be better. Help each other be better, Ithilahi Ta'ala. Because remember, we got to prepare for that. You know, for our home in the Jannah, bithnilahi ta'ala. We gotta prepare to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the greatest importance. That is the thing that is most important. So, put forth the, uh, uh, the intention to do this. Put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and move forward and race and compete in doing good. Then the Shaykh, he goes on, Shaykh Abdul Razak, he goes on to get into, uh, another point. Further illustrating and highlighting um, uh, this particular uh, topic, but bidnilahi ta'ala, we will stop at this point and we'll pick up from this point inside of the next class. Insha'Allah, fa natafi bihada al-qadar. Wassalamu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahmihi ajma'in wa jazakumullahu khayra.